0: Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. All right, well, hello, everybody. I am so excited to be here today with one of... My former Confident Coaches Mastermind students and clients and now guest instructor, Zena Jones. Zena is a confidence coach who coaches strong, independent women who see themselves as confident, but they have that area of their life that they've been avoiding or they want to really work through. And they've managed up until now to avoid it at all costs and they're ready to dive in. Zena is certified with the Life Coach School in the class right before me. I'm April of 2016. She's January of 2016. we have kind of been on a similar path and a similar journey. She signed up in my mastermind last September and she's just been a ray of sunshine. Zena is also... In New Zealand. So she's in the future with us right now. She is it's actually we're recording this Tuesday afternoon, but it's Wednesday morning for her. So I
1: can't thank her enough. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this. It's gonna be so fun.
0: I know it is so fun because you were so delightful. I have to tell you, like <laughs> your guys' class really went a long way. Like you you formed so many bonds outside of just like the weekly calls and really became close oh. and friends. And so that radiance that you have just shines through so much.
1: I think that was one of the biggest kind of takeaways for me was how important it was to be in a room full of like-minded women, women doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. That was huge for me because I, I thought about this, like if I was a nurse, I would be, you know, working in a hospital perhaps, and I would have a lot of colleagues around me, but as a coach, I work from home and I don't have a lot of colleagues in New Zealand or around me in my circle, in my friend circle that I can contact. So having them now is incredibly valuable. You know, you can just message them and say, Hey, I've got this issue. Can you help me? Or what do you think about this? (laughs) Run something past them. (laughs) And the fact that you
0: are literally on the other side of the globe from the rest of the women was not a problem. I, the same thing in my mastermind, there's a woman that lives in, in Seoul, South Korea. And we do yeah. the same thing. I'm like, I need you. She's like, great. When are we going to make this happen? We just like coordinate the times. <laughs> and it's so good. And yes, I remember coaching you a couple of times on this thought about being all alone in New Zealand and nobody in New Zealand <laughs> needing what you had to offer.
1: Yeah, I. I,
0: Topic of conversation and on inside of our mastermind.
1: (laughs) And it might have happened over and over and over again from memory. I like so strongly believed that people here in New Zealand don't want coaching and they won't pay for it. I remember, I remember. Yeah.
0: Obstinate brain. So, like, lesson number one it's okay if you bring the same coaching over and over again. Yeah. I'm just going to keep calling you out on it. Yeah. That was so powerful. I remember when you did sign a client in New Zealand and she paid you like actual.
1: Yeah. And I didn't just sign her for my normal six months, I signed her for 12 months and she was my first pay in full client. Oh my God. She lives here in New Zealand. <laughs> So good! It's almost, blew my mind. It's almost like if you change what you believe about what's possible, you
0: can create anything that you want, right?
1: It's great <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I went from having one client here in New Zealand who paid me weekly, so we had like a weekly agreement, yeah, and she'd pay me once a week for every session when she wanted a session, kind of thing, to signing a yeah twelve month pay in full client who was ready to do this, who was ready to invest in herself and get coaching.
0: Yeah. It's so good. So first I want to ask, I just want to start off with, tell me a little bit about like how or why you became a coach. Like how did you end up here as a competence coach, particularly because you and I both certified five years ago and our journeys have been not straight lines. So mm-hmm. like, what got you into coaching and... and-
1: yeah, that's a great question. So I became a coach when I had traveled. So I was living here in New Zealand and then I decided to you know, quit my job, leave my life behind and move to London because I had firmly believed that happiness was waiting for me in London. And so I moved to London and I got to London and I was absolutely miserable there. I hated it. And then I decided if I could just lose weight, then I would be happy. And I was just really searching for happiness. So I went to the doctor over there in London. And fortunately at that time with the NHS health system, they were offering life coaching sessions. So the doctor gave me this ultimatum. She said, instead of giving you weight loss pills, which is, I was adamant was the solution to my problem. Of course. She said, I'm going to give you these five free life coaching sessions. And then after that, if you want to come back? We'll talk about the pills. And I never went back. <laughs> I went to the coaching. I never
0: knew this.
1: Yeah. The doctor
0: offered life coaching? Is this yes. a for weight?
1: Yes. It was what absolutely amazing.
0: magical, mystical future
1: are you living in? <laughs> I know. And unfortunately, they don't do it anymore due to funding, which is yeah, I'm, yeah, terribly sad, but it absolutely changed my life. Like I went into that first session and she started asking me all of these powerful questions like, you know, why do you think that you're going to be happy when you lose the weight? What do you think will be different about you? And, you know, it turned out I had so much self-loathing and I felt really awful about myself and yeah, and I was really trying to prove myself and earn my my worth and all sorts of different things. And just the questions she asked me absolutely blew my mind. And then she introduced me to Louise Hay's book. You Can Heal Your Life, which, yep. of course, I absolutely devoured, mm-hmm. and I think I read it over and over and over again. I remember crying the first time I finished it because I didn't want it to be over. It had that changed is- my life so much. Yeah,
0: I have a marked-up <laughs> copy of it on my book bookshelf right over there.
1: Yeah. 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 So then I started listening to Brooke's podcast, the life coach school podcast with Brooke Esteo. And then I decided I have to become a coach because why do people not know about this? How do people not know that your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive all of your actions? How is this not taught in schools? And I got quite kind of annoyed about that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do something. <laughs> It's
0: kind of like, it's so funny because it's kind of like once you really get that on like a, a really deep understanding level, you want to tell everybody.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So tell me a little bit more about that because when I first started following
1: you, you were doing all kinds of like travel blogging and like – Yeah. So I remember being in coach certification and we're going around the room. It's like the last day of coach certification. We're going around the room and everyone's like picking their niche and Brooke like looks at me and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. She's like, you're a solo traveler, solo woman travel next. And she just moves on and like leaves me hanging there. Like you can't ask any questions. She's like, that's it. Just do that. So anyway, like I was, and still am a solo female traveler. I love to travel on my own. I've traveled all over the world pre COVID days. And so I went home and I started a Facebook group for solo female travelers. I went on to start a podcast and yeah, I was running trips and retreats for a while there. And I had the odd coaching client coming through very few and far between. (laughs) and then it was in I think 2018 2019 all of the years emerging together thank you COVID but Uh, uh, I I think it was 2019 that I decided to go full-time and I wanted to get fully into coaching so I've started to make the transition away from the solo female travel space which a lot of my clients have found me through and know me as yeah so yeah that's been a bit of a challenge
0: Like, ding, 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 there's a little niche shift. It can happen. And it's really funny Mm -hmm. because that was back when, I mean, the life coach school has evolved so, so much, but there was a point where we had to declare a very specific (laughs) niche. And I think they've now since gotten away from that of just like, it kind of just doesn't matter. You get to decide, like, who do you want to Yeah. And it can be as general or as specific as you want, but.
1: Yeah. And back then, there was like this rule that you had to do it for a year.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yep. I remember. I was – so you are – so my friends, you were listening to two people who started out – so I was a weight loss coach for – business women losing weight was the name of my podcast. So weight loss – no idea. Business women. And it was through coaching and it was just through talking to people that I realized that everything came down to – confidence. Mm. aren't confident in their ability to do something they've never done before. Yeah. And I remember like, have I, and I remember asking myself, have I done this long enough that I can change now? <laughs> <laughs> right. So one of the confident coaches mastermind principles is like, there are no rules and there's no yes. judgment. And like, I was following a rule that even the life coach school had kind of made up at the time. Like, they don't even like, necessarily teach that anymore and so what rules are you all
1: following yes yeah. and that was such a big thing that I learned in the confident coaches mastermind is I really thought there was such a, a right or a wrong way to do things like for example there's a right way to coach mm-hmm. right and there's a wrong way to do it and that was something that I had to work through or I, I chose to work through I came up against that pretty quickly <laughs>
0: Right. Because we think that there are. And here's the thing. I, I like to think of what everything that I've learned from all of the different coaching mentors that I have had and what, let's be honest, to you all as students in the mastermind teach me so much about coaching. Mm-hmm. That's why I love guest instructors, which you are now one of my guest instructors. That's why I love having other people lead a class every once in a while because you all interpret things very differently than I would interpret. So I like kind of like to think of it as coaching and learning about coaching as kind of a buffet of amazing ideas. Mm. You get to decide like what you're going to take with you and what you're going to leave. And it's still available to you if you want to come back and pick up something different.
1: That was something I took away from having our, so we had two guest instructors during my time in CCM. And I loved that they did things differently. They showed me a different perspective. They showed me a different style of coaching and that you can just, you know, add your own flavors, your own spice to it. And that makes it your own. And that's totally okay. Like there is no wrong way to do it. Do it your way. Make it your own. Make it your own. Yeah.
0: Percent. Yes. I love that idea of like spices and flavors. It's like it's we're all feeding off the same buffet, but none of us are eating the same meal in any way, shape, or form. It's all like because we were mixing in our own. Yeah. So when you were like the story of kind of where you were when you joined the mastermind Mm -hmm. and where you are now. Like let's talk about your client and your business growth, but also your emotional growth during that time.
1: Yeah. So when I first joined CCM, I had one client and she was paying me monthly payments. So I made $500 per month and I went on to my final month. Last month I made 16,000, just over 16 K and am up to eight clients. And in terms of my, like confidence growth when I first joined I thought I was about a seven on the confidence scale and I got into the mastermind and then I had the opportunity to do some peer coaching you know started you know consuming the content and we started having our weekly coaching call and my confidence I realized was more like a three <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest
0: sometimes happen. I find that that happened like, like so there's one of two different kinds of clients that come in so those are like you know what I'm actually pretty confident, but I like Amy and I like the stuff she talks about, but I'm pretty confident. And they're like, well, maybe I'm not as confident as I thought I was. And then there are those that are like, I'm not confident at all. And that's why I need to be in here. And so I love that yeah. kind of mix of people.
1: So yeah. That
0: seven to three. So, well, before we do that, let's just stop for a moment. You went from $500 a month
1: to a $16,000 month. Yes. And that was about so about fun
0: seven, eight months worth of time.
1: It was seven. Yeah. In seven months. Yeah. Uh, So fun.
0: That is so fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually love it. Like, Let's talk about it. That's a lot of fun. It was like my most fun month ever. It really was. And I was just being myself. Yeah. Tell me about why was it so fun, do you think? Like, tell me about that. Because I really embodied that there's no right or wrong way to do it. Like, let's just, how would I like to do it? What works for me? Right? What has my growth been and how can I share that with the world? Yes. I just showed up having fun and that inspired energy. One of the thoughts I was going to share was I started thinking at the beginning of the month, this is going to be my biggest month ever. And it just felt so exciting and so fun and so full of possibility. Like, I wonder how it's going to happen. I wonder who the women are that I am going to get to help. Like, who's going to be my next client? I wonder where she's going to live. I wonder what we're going to work on. It's going to be so fun. And I love what you just said
0: right there. I wonder how it's going to happen. that a very different question then how is it going to happen? I need to know
1: how it's going
0: to happen. Somebody tell me how to make that happen. Like
1: the energy
0: difference between those two things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I was in that how place for probably the first, at least four months of the mastermind. (laughs) I was like, just tell me how, but how. Yeah. 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 I really thought in my whole, there's a right and wrong way to do it, that there was a specific how and that somebody just hadn't given it to me yet. Yeah. Yeah. And learning, I think, how to have my own back was just showing up and making decisions for me in that, you know, I get to decide the how, and I get to try a whole bunch of hows, right? And if they don't work, then there's a whole bunch of information that I've just collected to make a new decision with and take some more action. And that can be super
0: fun. Because so many of us, and I'm like, my hand's raised here of we think, that it will be more fun, more easy, faster, et cetera. If somebody else just tells us exactly what to do.
1: Yeah. I got some really good coaching actually from one of our coaches in the mastermind, Rebecca. So one of my peers and she coached me on that and she goes, do you think it actually is easier if you have the how? And she really challenged my thinking on that. And I was like, so good. She's like, if you had the how, would it necessarily be easier? And I was like, you know what? If I knew how, then another part of my brain would probably be like, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I don't like that idea.
0: (laughs) Exactly. If someone told you exactly how to do it. Yeah. Like literally do this, move this here, put this here, say this there.
1: Yeah. Do we really? Yeah. Be easier. Yeah. And I actually don't know that it would be because like, for me personally, I want to have my own business and have freedom and flexibility to do this my way. And figuring out the how, my how, I think is a big part of that.
0: So good. Yeah. Yeah. Because what you discovered and the reason that it's so much more fun is because it's Zena's how. Yeah. Not Amy's, not Brooks, not any of the other amazing business coaching mentors that we all know that so many of us know. Yeah. We want somebody to tell us, but it's not nearly as fun because it's not coming from us. It's not aligned with who we are. Like you said, if there's no right or wrong way, what's my way?
1: Yeah. What way do I want to (laughs) go? What way do I want to do it? Yeah. what
0: looks like fun you experience this too because every av- like think about all the different personalities that we had in mm. our group like could one set of house like one one no have worked for all of those different personalities
1: no way like we have such a varied group no way
0: yeah i yeah could, i love to coach with a lot of like laughter and I'm like very, you know, we, we, we're we laughing, we're crying. And there, <laughs> you know, there are people that I know, you know, other – in my own mastermind or in group – other groups that I'm in and their coaching is very quiet. It's very mm. – you know, it, it's an entirely different energy and I'm trying to imagine we couldn't all possibly follow the same exact plan because where's our personality in it? Where is our – yeah. We're yeah. In it.
1: Yeah. And that's like the secret sauce. Like you've got to be you because that's what's going to attract people to you as you being you, right? Like people want that. They're attracted to your personality, to your flair, to the way that you do things. And they want that. You got to bring that to your coaching, to your marketing, to your selling. So let me ask
0: you this. How are you with bringing you like, are you, do you feel comfortable bringing you or is that an obstacle for you to really learn how to be like unapologetic Zena?
1: I think that was an obstacle to me. I didn't realize that I had. Yeah. And that came up during the mastermind as I started seeing like, you know, my peers and you and other coaches that I look up to and admire. And I was like, what are they doing? What do they know that I don't, I don't seem to know. And I felt like the answer to that was they had just being themselves unapologetically And that's it. That's what I want to do. Because I was really editing and altering myself, especially when I was like posting or doing a live video or writing an email and like overanalyzing it and thinking about it and editing it and taking out the swear words. I love to swear. So I'm like, (laughs) like I'm toning it down, but (laughs) shocker that she's hanging out with me. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, why am I doing that when that's who I am? Like I wouldn't send this email to my best friend, right? She would be like, what, who wrote that? (laughs) Where are you? (laughs) So I started showing up more like me. Like I am dramatic. I'm very loving. I say it like it is. And I like to swear a lot. And so I started really embodying all of that and sharing that with the world, with with the people in in my circle, right?
0: Absolutely. And it's even funny because when I think of you, I think of like very bright and pink and here you are. She's literally, <laughs> you guys can't see her, but she's literally wearing like a hot pink blazer right now. Like that to yeah. me is to like, yeah, that's You know, she's going to show up. Yeah. It's going to be really bright, really energetic yeah. and like a 100% her. Yeah. Um, so why do you think that was so hard for you
1: to do at first? I think… I was really worried about what other people thought, and I was busy telling myself that I don't care what other people think, Oh, but I wasn't being honest with myself. (laughs) I didn't want to care what other people thought, but deep down, I honestly did. And that became very apparent to me when I did my very first peer coaching session with Tammy Schwinderman. And I made her go first so I could coach her first. And then she coaches me. So we split this 30 and 30 Mm -hmm. and she coaches me. She's like, what would you like coaching on? And I was like, I want coaching on coaching you. Cause I was just so worried about what she'd thought of my coaching and getting it right and doing it the right way and feeling like I was out of practice or I I was just so worried about what she thought and what my other peers were going to think of me when it came to peer coaching. Yeah, it became so apparent to me in that moment. And that's when I was like, I think my confidence is more like a three. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's because and and I know, I know that there are other members of your group that were like, I'm a pretty confident person. And like, I have listened to you for a really long time. And just I, I didn't think I really needed confidence. But now we can see you can be very confident in certain things. But here's like one area where you're yeah. kind of lying to you a little bit. Like, I don't really care what people I hear this. on Some of us care very deeply what other people think of us and we know it and that's what we're working through. But
1: sometimes
0: I'm like, you know what? I don't really care what people think. I mean, I
1: do. I really hope they like me, but I'm
0: fine. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And now I even, I think back to like previous places that I've worked and I was like, wow, I was really trying to get them to like me. I was doing and saying things that aren't really me And I can see that now. Like, I can look back without judgment and be like, oh, that's interesting. Why was I doing that?
0: Yeah. I think you brought it – you said that a really important part right there, to look back at it without judgment. Yeah. Like, really see – there are reasons why we worry about what other people are going to think of us. There are reasons why we filter ourselves for others because it's like in our DNA, that old tribe – fitting in Mm -hmm. don't want to be kicked out like our cavewoman brain is like we can't be kicked out how are we going to feed ourselves so that yeah might still like that is naturally going to be in there yeah job is that in the modern day we're not actually going to be kicked out of any place
1: yeah because we're going to find our people yeah yeah and by being ourselves and really embracing who we are it's like we're shining a light for our people to find us Right. Like I, I keep saying, like, I'm inviting the people into my world who are my people. And I'm also repelling the people who aren't my people by showing up and being me. And that's OK. Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: And I, I am glad that you're also speaking a lot to the the peer coaching. I, I didn't use to make it such a focus of the mastermind until I really understood it in my own mastermind that I am, mm. that, you know, that I am a paying member of. At first I was like, yeah, 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 peer coaching. I know that they're there if I need them. And it took me like a round or two with my coach before I was like, oh, why am I avoiding getting coached by my peers in coaching them? And it was a very similar story. Mm. like, oh, they're going to – if they're coaching me, they're going to judge my crazy brain and be like, what, how yeah. is she doing in this group? She's like a hot mess express over here, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then – If I'm coaching them, are they going to have value judgments about me and my coaching, my good enough coach? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. totally. All of that. I relate to that.
0: Yes. That's why I love your (laughs) coaching aspect because it's a part of something that helps you create confidence in yourself. If you only have one client and you're only making $500 a month, let's get some coaching hours under your belt. Yeah. Coaching is a great way to do that.
1: Yeah. And it taught me so much. Like I loved seeing, you know, connecting with my peers, first of all. So I was like creating more of this like circle around me of people I I had as support and, you know, I could go to, but also like seeing their styles of coaching and the questions that they asked and the paths that they went down. I was like, wow, this just opened my mind up to a world of possibilities in the different ways that I could coach Yeah, because I was really trying to put myself in a box. So it was fantastic.
0: Yeah. Putting yourself in that box of like, there's a right and wrong way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that box, <laughs> right and wrong way box. Yes, it doesn't exist. My friends, if you're listening, there's no. no such thing. Yeah. So good right there. Tell me a little bit more about, cause I know that you have shared before your biggest takeaway it was really learning how to have your own back. So it yeah. is one of the confident coaching. It's pretty simple. What are you believing that you don't have to? What do you want to believe instead? What's their next best decision that you're going to make from that place? And then within those three simple steps, I teach you five. Like we go a little bit more in depth inside the mastermind. And step four is, it's literally the name of step four. Have yeah. your own back. Yeah. This was also my biggest work. Personally, in my confidence journey, even though it's step number four, it's actually my biggest work also. So I've been really been fascinated to talk to you about
1: what did that mean to you having your own Yeah. Back? How did you work through that? Yeah. And I love that you said that. What did it mean to me? Because that was the first thing was actually sitting down and asking myself that question. What does having my own back mean to me? What does that look like for me? How do I want to define that in my own terms? And so when I think about having my own back, I think about the relationship I have with my best friend or with my partner, like they are there for me no matter what, when shit hits the fan, when I have something to celebrate, like they are the person who is there for me and they always believe in me no matter what. They always want the best for me. They give me the best pep talks. They say all of the right things. Like they say such beautiful things to me. They encourage me. They support me. They love me no matter what. They pick me up when I fall down. All of those things. It's like Batman is to Robin, right? He's always there, (laughs) right? Always. 100%. Yeah. So for me, it was really important to like get really clear. And what does that mean to me having my own back? And then the next question that I often ask my clients is, You know, why do you want to have your own back? What's the benefit of doing that? What a great question. Yeah. And then from there. What's your answer? What's my answer? So the benefit of doing this is just knowing that no matter what happens, I can always be okay. I'm always there for me. Right. I don't have to rely on anyone else. I love having other people around me who support me and back me, but I can also do that for me and it feels amazing. Right. No matter what happens, if something doesn't go the way I want it, if things don't go to plan, I don't have to beat myself up. Beating myself up is optional. I know that Helga is always going to want to do it, but it's optional. I don't have to do that. I can offer myself the love and support and kindness that I would often go to my best friend to get. I can so do that good. for me.
0: Yes. Yeah. Being your own, like another way to think of it is being your own best friend, being your own lover, yes. being your own partner.
1: Yeah. And your own biggest cheerleader throughout this entire process, backing yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so so crucial in, in everything. I really do. Right. And definitely in, in me getting to make my 16K month and and now going on to my hundred K year. Like this is embodying this is everything me. So the next question I wanted to offer is I always like to ask what might stop me or make me hesitate when it comes to having my own back? Like perhaps like, what am I afraid of? Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I always, (laughs) I know the answer to that question straight away is like the right or wrong, getting it right or wrong, like worrying about that. So then I like, I'll often explore like, what if there is no right or wrong way to do this?
0: So is it kind of like a I can have my own back if I didn't fuck up too much or if I if yeah I, like, yeah yeah versus yeah in your own back when yeah it's just like like in other words there's some sort of line yeah that's possible for you to cross yeah what would it be like to eliminate that line yeah and really exploring that yeah because i think a lot of people do have a story of like i can have my own back unless i like there's Mm -hmm. here's this this container of things or here's these box of things that are not okay
1: yeah yeah i don't want to go in there and touch that i want to go in
0: there yeah (laughs) i call it like loving yourself at your at your ugliest yeah self at your worst or what you know how you would perceive yourself as yeah loving yourself when you're not very lovable
1: Yeah. So yeah, perhaps when something doesn't go to plan, something that you really wanted to work out, it doesn't go to plan instead of, yeah, like I said before, beating yourself up, thinking about how you can really be kind to yourself. I'll give you an example. So Recently, I was it was my first time being a guest instructor inside CCM, and I did that the next morning after giving a talk to a group of roughly 20 women, where I was asked to speak for two hours, two whole hours. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I was like... So anyway, I was asked to to do this talk for two hours. And then, so that was on the Wednesday. And then Thursday I was up at 5am to be guest coach instructor at 6am. So it felt like a heck of a week and there was a lot of anxiety and my brain kept going to all of the worst case scenarios. Like, what if you mess it up? What if you say the wrong thing? what if, you know, people walk out of this talk? What if it all goes to crap, basically? (laughs) And I wanted to, I looked at like, how can I really have my own back? No matter what, like, what would that look like? And so for me, it was asking this question, how do I want to feel afterwards, no matter what, and what do I want to think? And so for me, in both instances, it was, I want to feel proud of myself and I want to feel like I helped these women and I made a difference. And I can still think that no matter what happens, I can still think I showed up, I loved these women, I helped them and I made a difference and feel proud of that, regardless of the outcome. So for me, that was having my own back. And I went into both situations thinking that and feeling proud ahead of time, feeling proud that I said yes to those opportunities that I had a lot of anxiety about. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know. It was so funny because I was so excited to have you know. Guest instruct. And there, cause I, you know, I had a couple to choose from like, well, find out which one Zena can do. And then we'll figure <laughs> out like, I had a couple of them in one week. I'm like, find out which one she can do. And then we'll let the rest of them. Cause it's so funny because sometimes we going back to the, having your own back and being your own cheerleader, it's so much easier sometimes to let other people do that for you. And we'll yeah let you do that. And I love that, that thought of like, going into anything that we do as coaches into our business before we get on a consult call, before we put on a webinar, before we, you know, before we go into a coaching session with a brand new client or whatever, how do I want to feel when this is over? I want to feel proud that I showed up and I served this, this person, this human, the best I could. Yeah. So good.
1: Yeah, definitely. definitely.
0: What if yeah. got to go into all of the work that we do with?
1: And especially, I think, when you're saying yes to something that, that scares the shit out of you. Like, yeah. you know, this month for me has been all about getting outside of my comfort zone and saying yes to things that, you know, if I hadn't have been through CCM, I wouldn't have said yes to. Like, I now have the confidence to say, yes, I will come and speak for two hours to a group of women. Yes, I will be a guest instructor. Yes, I will do this. Like,
0: Yeah, I want you all to know that's listening Zena is on this podcast today because this woman sent me an email. <laughs> and I was like, sold. Yeah. You are on board. I didn't even read the whole email you sent. Oh, like, really? Yes. To get this thing booked? We are getting her just like that sheer act because I could see of like, holy cow. She put herself out there to be told no. Because I yeah. have done a podcast interview with a client in, since last summer. No, that was yeah. kind of like my own thing. I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that's something that I oh yeah, that's something that I do. I should probably do more of those. But yeah. You're here today. Yeah. Because you put together a very well-written, you bullet pointed, like, here's all the things I could talk about. Here's why I think it's yeah. done. and I'm like, you pitched me. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: did never done it before, but I was like, hey, got nothing to lose. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. So that right
0: there, like automatically you need to be on because that yeah. there. We're so afraid of being told no, we're so afraid of that rejection, Mm -hmm. we're doing it wrong, which is just another another way, another form of rejecting ourselves, that we don't like put ourselves out for those opportunities. So not only have you made this next level of income and you're you're building your first six figure year, you're doing it while having fun and putting yourself out there and saying yes, like, sure, I'll do that. I have no idea what that's going to look like. Let's
1: go. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) I have a fun
0: story. I'm going to be interviewed for one of my master coach sisters. And she said, oh, I want to have you on my podcast. And I was like, great, I can't wait. And then one of her assistants reached out and she started talking about, you know, I'm going to have you in one of the groups. And I'm like, oh, that's how she does podcast interviews. Okay, sounds good. And everything about this, she's like, there's going to be an audience. So that you're going to talk and – then there's going to be audience asking you questions, but everything about the title of this event said interview. Oh! So I said, "All right, I'm like, <laughs> I come prepared." I was like, "All right, they're <laughs> going to ask me questions." All right, sounds good. And then about five minutes into the the introduction, she's like, "All right, Amy, take it away. Teach our class about confidence." <laughs> And like, I would die to see the recording of that, that flash on my face when I realized this was not an interview. This was, I was supposed to talk and teach for, I didn't even know how long, Zine, I waited 20 <laughs> minutes, 45 minutes. And, <laughs> and I thought about like, very similar to you of like, these experiences that only is possible. Like these new experiences and, and you look at other people and you're like, I want to do what she's doing. We have to be willing to take, we have to be willing to say, to have people say, well, that was dumb. Like, what is she talking about? Thankfully, yeah. I had just done a big event, my getting unstuck event, which is something yes. was brand new that I had never done. Thankfully, those points were at the top of my head. So I just, I, I just taught getting unstuck really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, On top of my head <laughs> zero notes. Only because we put ourselves out there. Yeah. It's not the competence that I'm going to do it perfectly. It's not the competence that it's going to be a hundred percent and out of the park. It's the confidence that I can handle. It's like, yeah, you can really handle whatever comes your way, even in. A yeah. Shower.
1: Yeah. Two things I'd love to add there is I think everything we want is on the other side of discomfort. Mm-hmm. So why not just say yes, right? It's going to be uncomfortable either way. Like I would have been, I probably would have beat myself up and been very uncomfortable if I had said no to both of those opportunities that I said yes to. Yeah. Right. And that brings me to the second thing is like, when we do things like that, like when we do something we haven't done before, when we, you know, do an interview on a podcast or anything like that, our brain holder is always going to want a voice afterwards and say, ah, you should have said this, you should have done that. You could have said that it would have been better if you'd done X, Y, Z, right. I've a podcast every week and my brain does this every single time. I'm like, Oh, hi, nice to see you today.
0: <laughs> 100%. I guarantee yeah. you,
1: when we turn this
0: off, I'm going to be like, oh, I shouldn't have talked over her here. Or, oh, I should have asked this question. Oh, yeah. this is the question I should have asked instead. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And just know yeah. that our, the presence of those Helga thoughts and those Helga critique is not proof that you shouldn't have done the thing.
1: Yes, definitely. And I always love to have on standby what it is that I want to remember afterwards like i'm proud i did that yeah. thank you for saying yes to that opportunity it would have been even easier to have said no but we did it well yes. done i'm proud of you back to that proud how do i want to feel how do i want to
0: think about myself the having your own back what do i want to think yeah. about self and how do i want to feel when this is over
1: yeah and like in
0: that flash in that moment when 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 her assistant said all right amy i'm turning this over and i had that flash of like <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's well, fine.
1: I got this. I got yeah. this.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to start talking and I know whatever comes out of my mouth is going to be what these people need to hear. So, so fun. <laughs> I love that. So I also know that you have kind of a, a list of thoughts that you kind of have formulated over the course of the mastermind that you rely on developed. And I'd love to know, like, so, so share with me your, your like Zena's personal competence.
1: Yeah. I had some here that I wanted to share with your audience. So one of them is I, I started thinking this one in my last couple of months is it's all working. Even when I can't see it, even when it doesn't feel like it, it's working. Because I went through such a stage where like I was believing it's not working, it's not working, it's not working, and I would sign a client, or you know something amazing would happen. And really I got to the place where I realized that it's working even when I can't see it, even when people aren't booking in for consults, even when you know I'm not making the the amount that I'd set as a goal this month. Like it's still working. Even when I feel crappy,
0: it's still working. I love that it's working even when I can't see it. Mm. I really like that clarification to that statement because I think there are so many examples in our life that we are like know things that are working even when we're not actually seeing it. Yeah. Like what else, what else do we know is working even though we can't see it? Why not Yeah. about your coaching business.
1: I just get to choose to believe that it's working, even though I can't see it. Yeah. And it feels so much better. Yeah.
0: So much better than
1: this is crap. Nothing's working. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> Might as well it's quit. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And another one I've got here is the how is just none of my business. Oh. Yeah. And then I often add to the end of that. My only job is to believe Yeah. And a lot of my thoughts for a while there were simply like, it's possible I could sign a client this week. It's possible I could have my first five-figure month. Mm -hmm. It's possible that I can do X, Y, Z. And really the how is none of my business. My only job is believing or believing that it's possible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love the idea. The how is none of my business. I'm going to be honest, I can hear my Helga brain going, "Mm, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure. business. (laughs) Tell me like, like, tell me a little bit more about how that works for you or like how you came to that one. How is none of my business?
1: Yeah. So for the first at least four to five months in the mastermind, I was just really obsessed with the how. Yeah, but how do I do that? How do I, you know, I have this goal of creating one client this week or, you know, making 5K this month, but how do I do that? Like what do I specifically need to do, mm-hmm. right? And then I just decided that what if – I just had to believe that it was possible and take action from the belief instead of focusing on all of the actions I need to take. If I believed it was possible and I could do it, how would I show up? If I believed it was going to happen, no matter what, how would I show up? What would I do? Yes. And so instead of focusing on all of the actions, it was like, what would I be thinking if it was already done? How would I be feeling? Like, if I knew it was happening no matter what, I wouldn't be worried about it. I wouldn't be anxious. I wouldn't be showing up needy and creepy and desperate on social media, which I did a lot of the time. (laughs) I have no idea what that's like. (laughs) Please like me. Please. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't be doing that. And I wouldn't be posting from that place because I know that this is all working, right? The house, none of my business. I'm just believing. I'm just believing that it's happening. It's working. So good. And I like your clarification there because, yes,
0: now I can get into that. I can really feel the the action's going to come from me just fully believing and really feeling that in in my bones. The result is already inevitable. The result already exists in this world. How does that feel? Yeah. And then what I do next just becomes, it's literally like, I think I'm going to try this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it has been for me a lot of trying different things. Like I started doing webinars. I did some Facebook live trainings. I launched a new podcast, like just lots of different things.
0: Yeah. There, it, yeah. I think that's the important thing. It's not that you aren't taking action. You just aren't forcing your action to create the result that you needed to create in order for you to keep believing.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 And when I was thinking that it was the how that was creating my results, I would look back at how I created my last clients, how I created, you know, this last result. And then I would try and like, you know, do that all over again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: instead of looking at, well, actually, what if I just believed that it was happening no matter what, how would I show up? What might I like to try this month?
0: I love that. I really want to call this out here to people who are listening and really notice what Zena is saying here is it's not that we just believe and then go sit on the couch and hope that it happens. It really is. I believe so firmly. This result is inevitable. What can I do today? What am I going to do next? What's this next best step Mm -hmm. I could make today? Let's just see what happens.
1: Yeah. Very
0: different energy then. Tell me how to make this happen. Tell me
1: how to make- Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Another one of the thoughts that I absolutely love and I keep I think this all the time is just I have the best job in the world. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. I have the best job in the world. Of course I want to show up. Of course I want to help people. <laughs> right? All of the time. I want to love on my clients. I want to think about them. I go for beach walks and I just think about my clients and how I can help them and how we can take their work even deeper. I think about like things I want to do in the world, all of that. I absolutely love my clients. I love coaching. I love what I do. And I really do have the best job in the world. I think that's something that a lot of us coaches I think we forget
0: sometimes mm-hmm. why we're doing this in the first place, particularly when you were in the, when you're kind of in those trenches and you know, even that verbiage can, I immediately start to feel like a tightness. I don't even love what I just said out loud there, but like when we are working so hard in the how, in the action, we're not getting the result. I think we kind of forget. Why are we here? Yeah. What do we love about, Our job, our business, what do do we love about our business? What do we love about working with people and working with clients and remembering why we started this in the first place?
1: Yeah, I think that's so important. And for the longest time, I was forgetting that, right? Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. What's the rush? This is the best job in the world. I don't want to do anything else.
0: I love that. What's the rush? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's something else that we see so often is like this rush to like I need a certain result in order for me to believe that this is the best job I could be. Mm-hmm. This is what I should be doing. As opposed, yeah, to, that's a given. Yeah, this is the best yeah. job in the world. Life coaching is the best thing that we could have possibly chosen. We're going to change so many people's lives. It starts with me. Yeah, what is the rush to create a certain result in our life so that we can justify showing
1: up? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And another thought that I love is I am showing other women like me, what is possible for them. So, so many of my clients are women like me who were, you know, I I was single for more than 10 years and they, you know, are afraid to address that part of their life. And I'm an example to them of what's possible that you can find someone to share your life with. And yeah, I just love that thought. It really applies to so many different areas of my life and the women that I work with, right? And so I'm showing other women just like me what's possible for them. That they can have this, they can do this.
0: You know, I think it's really something that just struck me and I think we forget this sometimes. I think we are in a we are in a time and a place where this work has never been more needed. And accessible. Yes. Like needed the, 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 the overlap, like the Venn diagram of needed and accessible. Mm-hmm. And we You're really, and, and it's so funny because so many of us, not everybody, but I find so many of, so many life coaches, our, our social media feeds are full of other life coaches. So we think it's all been said and it's all been done before. <laughs> yes. There's no space at the table for us. But most <laughs> of the humans are have this awareness that anything is possible for them. They have this idea Mm. that what they think, that they've heard these things before. I really see us as life coaches at the forefront of an explosion of the realization that we really can create whatever we want in the world. Anything is possible. And that Mm. more like every day down the street, people are starting to see that this isn't just for, a certain level of person or a certain yeah type of person is actually available to everybody. And it yeah. you know, this time, like this this place where we are in the history of man. I know it's a little like I, really, I really, like <laughs> look back. I'm like, none of first of all, none of this is new. I have quotes from from across time. What you think is what you create in the world is as old mm-hmm. as like man. Like the philosophers of the ancient days have said this. It's in the Bible. It's it's in all kinds of old texts. It's not new, but I think it being available to our friends down the street, the the you know the, yeah. the mom that's down in the same neighborhood who's really struggling, you know. Yeah. The, the the women in the corporate offices who are like am I really creating the career like apply it to so many different people. I think we're really at a time where anything that I want to create really is possible is on the minds of more people now than it ever has been before.
1: Yes. I love that. And I totally agree with what you just said in that anything you want, right? Like you've got to allow yourself to want it and create the desire for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And once you have that desire for it, that want for it, the next step is just believing that it's possible.
0: Yeah, so good. So I know that we talked about like really overcoming your desire to have the how. Was there anything else, any other obstacles that you really feel that you had to
1: overcome when you were in the mastermind? In the beginning, I'm not a very good coach. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I even had that thought. Okay until I joined and, you know, started doing the peer coaching and that. And even then I started seeing other people's evaluations and I started judging myself based off of, you know, how my peers were doing, really comparing myself to them and judging myself and comparing myself in peer coaching. There was a lot of comparison going on. And I started to have that thought that I'm not a very good coach. And I started looking for validation in my peers and in my clients. And that wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't end well. <laughs> yeah. End my own bad Yeah, I didn't then. Yeah. No. Yeah. So and anytime we're looking for validation for someone else and what. Mm-hmm. Ourselves is- mm. Yeah. I wanted that outside validation. So for me, I got some coaching around that. And I really had to start to question, like, what if that's not true? And who determines that you're a good coach? Like, what if you just get to decide that you are a good coach?
0: Yes. So actually, it's really funny. I just happened to have this book sitting on my desk because I had pulled it out last week. It's a Steve Chandler from The Prosperous Coach. It talks mm-hmm. about the lamppost analogy. I think it's a perfect analogy. It's just a somebody's life would be better if they could talk to a lamppost at the end of their day. Just getting out everything that's in their head, their life would be so much more improved. And you're better than a lamppost because you can talk back. Yes. And I know like for some people like, well, I want to be better than a lamppost. You automatically (laughs) are because you can respond to the person. Yeah. And to really believe like that right there is helping somebody so much.
1: Yeah. So much so. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: then as you've already mentioned, being in the mastermind and doing the peer coaching and really seeing different people's styles, the guest instructors that came in a couple of times and just seeing how different people coached you, opened you up to be able to say, oh,
1: I like a little bit of this
0: and I like a little bit of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was just like making a recipe. Like I'm going to take some of this and some of that. And I like the way she did that. And I'm going to try that. And I'm going to add some of that to my mix and my personality. So yeah.
0: I also want to remind everybody that's listening, she's already certified. So those of you who are like, you want to know it, the certification, that will make me a confident coach.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that piece of paper does not make me feel confident. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, is it a, possibly a good thing to do? Maybe, maybe not. Just know that your confidence is not going to come from the certification because mm-hmm. you're always going to have your Helga brain with you. I do want to ask... If you could share a nugget that, for, that you think you want to leave with listeners, you know, what nugget of information do you want listeners to walk away with after
1: listening? to this? Ooh, such a good question. I think the two things that I just really want to reiterate is be more of yourself. The more you you are, the more your people will find you. Right. So where might you be editing or altering yourself to try and get other people to like you or approve of you, like really be honest and open with yourself without judgment, just be really curious and think about, you know, how can I be more of myself in this next post or this next thing that I do? How can I just be a little bit more of myself and shine a bright light and unapologetically say, this is who I am. Cause that will attract your people to you. And at the same time, it'll repel the people who aren't your people, Yeah, which makes it so much easier for those people who are your people to find you. And I think for me, it even means like better quality friendships, better quality relationships with my, my peer coaches, the people who are, you know, now some of my best friends, I know. Isn't that so fun and so So good. Yes. Yes. And I think the very last thing is just explore what it would be like to have your own back, Define that for you. What does it mean to have your own back? Why do you want to do that for you? What might get in the way Mm -hmm. and really have a look at that? Because I think like for me, that has been my biggest takeaway from being in the Confident Coaches Mastermind. So, so good.
0: So this year, six figure year.
1: Yeah. At least. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 100 K is done. So done. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited for you too. Yeah.
0: And I I love this story. I I love, well, I mean, obviously I love your energy. I love your hot pinkness so much. Thank you. I, I think what I, you know, what I'm also hearing what you shared was it didn't happen in month one didn't have to Mm-mm. there was four minimum of four full months of tell me the how there's a right and wrong way I don't want to be wrong. yeah what's the box like that really yeah being afraid of like are you a good enough coach is it okay for yeah me to be who I am and filtering yeah. yourself in order to fit into a certain description of whatever success is in your mind
1: yeah yeah and I kept bringing the same things to get coached on I kept sem- you know getting stuck on the same things and I kept showing up, doing the work, bringing it, getting coached, getting peer coached, coaching myself. And yeah. And it was more like month sort of five, six, and seven, where I just like right. took off. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I think yeah. it's important. I, I think at, just today in my January class, I coached somebody on, we had both seen a post in a coaching group where Somebody said, I started my business six months ago and I've just become a six-figure coach and I just certified three weeks ago. And I, as soon as I saw the post, I was like, all right, who am I coaching on this? <laughs> who, who am I going to be coaching this through? And no joke, an hour later, yeah, the client raised their hand. I, yeah. One of the reasons that I love your story so much is because you were an overnight sensation that took five years,
1: six yeah. years. Definitely.
0: You know, this yeah. idea that people come out of nowhere, even that person. And I don't know this, you know, this post that I saw in, in this coaching group. You know, I don't know this person's backstory. I don't know what other businesses she had. I don't know what, you know, what, what her story was up until six months ago. But there really is, back to your point of what if you decided there was no rush? Exactly. And that your journey is unfolding at the exact pace. That it's yeah. used to, yeah, and that when you're ready to have your own back to drop that story of whether what's right and wrong, as soon as you're ready, you may not be ready right now to drop that story, but as soon as you're ready, it's available to drop, and then yeah, go create what you want to create in this world. I think yeah. the story is a perfect example of somebody who's done, you know, who's pivoted this way and pivoted that way. And you kept working on it and you did not give up on yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there were times where that would have been, you know, easy to do. I, I could have given up and said, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to go and get another nine to five job and go back and do that. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. I am doing this. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life.
0: Cause this is the best job ever.
1: Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. And I think that one of the best investments I have ever made in myself was joining CCM. It really was. Thank you, Mama. Yeah.
0: And I love that too, because it reminds me of all of the things that I invested in for myself before I found that coach. And she no longer does as much of this kind of work. She's moved more into straight sales coaching. But when I was first started working with her, she was the first person that was like, let's talk about your self-doubt and your self-love and let's talk about your self-belief.
1: Mm.
0: Do you know I don't remember her really talking about confidence per se? But she's basically, yeah. was, what are you believing about yourself that you don't have to? And it's now like yeah. of principles of what I now coach because that, that was a first yeah. time I was like, you mean my self-love and my self-worth and my self-belief have anything to do with this? And it wasn't until I really was willing to invest in. That level of work, which I had managed to avoid. Yeah. My whole life. Yeah. Month five, I kind of started. It was a couple months later before I had my first five-figure month. I think I had my first five-figure month in that seven, seven eight or nine months of work mm-hmm. doing this level of work. But it was right in there. Yeah. And it didn't come right away. And I kept looking for the how. But I knew. Yeah. I knew. What I believed about me ultimately needed to change and
1: yeah to do that work just yeah money. and it's the best work to do it so is and i think that having just like you were saying having a place to do that with people around you who are supporting you and coaching you and can call you out on your own bullshit sometimes
0: 100 percent,
1: right it's I so valuable
0: mine your bullshit's <laughs> coming with you friends you might as well have a group of coaches who love you to call you out on it
1: <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: All right. Well, anything that you like, how can people connect with you?
1: Yeah, they can come and find me on my brand new podcast, which is called "You Are Fucking Brilliant." <laughs>
0: That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> it you is. Are fucking brilliant is the name of Zena's podcast.
1: Yeah, that's it. Come and hang out with me over there. It is so fun. I'm loving recording the episodes there. So come and hang out there. Also, my website is com. Zena is spelled with an X. And I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, search Zena Jones. Come hang out. Good. And we will include all of those
0: links in the show notes. So those of you that are listening and you want to listen to that fucking brilliant podcast, if you want to connect with (laughs) Zena. And first of all, you just need to connect with Zena on social media because she's going to show you the beaches of New Zealand. And for me who lives in St. Louis, Missouri, I'm like, I'll have some of what she's having. (laughs) So so we will be sure to include all of that information in the show notes for you guys to connect with her. And as you are listening to this, make sure you connect with her and share it on your social media. Make sure
1: you tag Zina
0: and I. Anything else that you want to add before we go?
1: You know, I, I just wanted to reiterate something I said earlier is really everything we want is on the other side of discomfort. And for me, joining CCM was really uncomfortable. Like I had a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. And it is, like I just said, one of the best investments I have ever made in myself. It really is. Even just, you know, saying yes to opportunities now that I would not have said yes to six, seven months ago, right? They're incredibly uncomfortable, but I want to be a person who says yes to opportunities like this, who does hard things, who, you know, doesn't put her fears and doubts first, who, you know, lets them ride shotgun and, and says yes and shows up and does the hard stuff because everything I want is on the other side of discomfort. Otherwise I'd already have it. Like I firmly believe that.
0: So good. I'm so proud of you, my friend.
1: (laughs) i thank you you here and to share your story with the
0: listeners, such an honor to have you come in and, and teach guest instruct when, when I need you because you are in fact brilliant and you do have an amazing job.
1: Oh my God. I love what I do. And it was so fun. My guest instructor role. So fun. What an amazing bunch of coaches. Oh, I felt so honored to do that. I was like, I love you guys. I want to come back.
0: So <laughs> you know,
1: fun. I, yes. say,
0: I, I agree. It is one of the best jobs in the world. It's so yeah. to have a group of people and every group has its own little dynamic. Every group has its own little personality, but everybody, we all struggle. Like humans, we all struggle with so many of the same similar issues. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that you're not alone in this is important. Zena, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for getting up. I don't know what time it is where you are, but thank you so much for being (laughs) up early in the morning to record this podcast. And thank you for pitching me. Thank you for saying, hey, I have something of value to share. And can I be on your podcast? I was like, sold. That's all it takes, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. you you. You're welcome. All right. Coaches, I have created a brand new freebie offer just for you podcast listeners. I created a brand new training called Stop Overcomplicating Confidence because I see my coaches do it all the time, make this confidence thing way harder than it has to be. In this free training, you're going to learn exactly how you overcomplicate confidence, what's creating that, and how to stop it. Here's the best part. All of it, less than an hour. Less than an hour of your time, you will feel more confident in less than an hour, right? Yeah. Friends, this is the best training I've ever done. So visit amylatta.com forward slash podcast gift to get yours. Again, that's amylatta.com forward slash podcast gift. Go now and feel more confident in just an hour. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff.